delicious. Hello, welcome again to New York Talk. It's great to have everybody with us, uh, as always. Um, we have got a good game to talk about. We've got a 3-0 home win to talk about, and I don't think, well, I'm sure we'll find something to grumble about, but we can't much. Um, and then we look ahead to Cheltenham Town on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're live on YouTube, so if anyone wants to comment in, send us your comments in, topics to cover, that type of thing. Uh, otherwise, don't worry about it. Um, we have Mick with us, as always. Hello, Michael. Hello. Danny back with us again. Thank you, Annie. Hello, always a pleasure to be here. And Will back after a week or so back. You are back with us as well. Thank you for joining us. No problem at all. Thanks for thanks for having me back. Thought I'd get kicked off after having a week off, but here we are. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> to do a lot worse than that, mate, to get kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why Ben's not being back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a big city boy now, mate. He's a big city boy, you know, living in living in smoke. That's what. What, what can you say? <laughs> um. So yeah, let's get on with the football. Uh, three 0 home win. Not much to complain about. We'll go back to Steve. Steve's emailed us again, and I re- we do really appreciate this. Steve, he's talking about Top what we talked about. Stop at, uh, about shot, shot accuracy, and we talked about last episode about how how poor the shot accuracy was against Crew. It. He points out that on Tuesday it was 42% our shot accuracy and we scored three <laughs> goals. What a surprise. We hit the target and we scored goals. Who would have thought that happened, Nick? Well, I mean, I'm shocked as anybody, to be honest. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it was a much better performance overall, weren't it? Um, a lot more composure up there, I think, on um, on Tuesday night. So, so yeah, so it's it's good. It's good. It's good that the, the, the figures are heading in the right direction. And it, you know, you start looking at these stats, and and Will is obviously a lot uh, a lot better at it than uh, than I am certainly. Uh, but it's nice to see him going in the right direction. And it's nice to see that we're at top of that ex, uh, expected goals table, which in and of itself means absolutely nothing. But when you put it together with everything else, then it shows that there's some progress being made. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about the game itself. The first 20-25 minutes, Will, was very, very bitty. There was a couple of injuries. The game was very, very stop-start. It felt like Wimbledon came to do the trick of stop Rodgers from playing football. And for that period of time, although we, we did all right, it did stop the game being coming anywhere near what we wanted it to do to start with. I mean, in fairness, I thought Wimbledon started the game really well for the first 15 minutes or so. I thought they played the ball, um, you know, with intent, um, you know, between the midfield quite well, without really going on to create any real opportunities off the back of it. Um, I, know, I know they're struggling uh, in the striker department uh, for a number nine. You could see that throughout the whole game, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, that... 15, 20 minutes at the start of the game was probably their best spell in the game. Nothing really came of it and we kicked on from there, which I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk in, in a lot more detail about. Definitely. Yeah, did you agree, Danny, that although it was Wimbledon's best spell of the game, there was never really a threat on the goal? Um, I, Yeah, I think, like Will says, Wimbledon did start the game very strongly. You can tell they come here going, right, we need to try and hit them early, and and they did to a point. 
Um, but yeah, in terms of goal threat, they only really had one really big chance at goal. Uh, and that was in the second half when they just sort of played through us and got behind our back line. And luckily their striker fizzed it wide. Um, but other than that, I don't think Victor was particularly busy in terms of like goal saving, well, saves really. Um, but yeah, but the, my main area was co- of concern was uh, Woody's injury in the first half because it happened right in front of where I was sitting and it was like, oh no, he's, he's out. I thought you were out cold personally. Mm. You know what Wood's like? It takes a lot for him to be knocked out, let alone go on the floor. And it turns out it were a, an elbow crack in his jaw. Like, I think it was, um, what were they, number 19, were it? Um, Presley. Presley, Aaron Presley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's coming with by an elbow and cracked him one. And, you know, and he did it to... Michael Nekwe in the second half as well, so I don't know how it was still on the pitch. But their manager yeah, claimed I, that were a penalty. They fouled the thing on Blue Woody. How's it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't agree with um, him, Dan. No, it, it, it wasn't a penalty because he struck Wood and then fallen over him. Like yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway, I've got better view than he has. Anyway, um, but yeah, but Wimbledon started well, but they never really. Challenged. I think it's because they played to our strength. Like we like a, ta- a side that attacks us. We mm. don't like a side that sits back. Uh, so because Wimbledon came to attack us, we just went all right then, hit them back, and eventually put three past them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We'll start talk about the, a couple of negatives first. And this is a harsh negative, Mick, because we, we kept a clean sheet. But Michael Hickory came in for Joe Matic. Um, the only yeah. decision that could be made, there was nobody else really that could play their bowler at a stretch, but you would say that's unlikely anyway. Um, and he didn't have the best of nights, Icky. He misplaced, it felt look at the stats afterwards, it didn't add up, but it felt like he misplaced the loads of passes. His couple of clearances went straight and put us back into danger. It's weird that it's a defensive position, but he did look out of position. It's weird, yeah. I mean, he looked, looked like a player who was playing out of position or hadn't played for a couple of games. And maybe a bit out of touch is what he looked like. Mm. Um, I know he's, I know he's got his critics as a kid. Um, mm. I'm not entirely sure why, but he has his critics. Um, he's not, in, he's, yeah, he's playing out of place, and he, he didn't have a great game. Or no, well, the stats tell a different story, don't they? Um, he made some mistakes, some obvious ones. One of which nearly put us in, well, did put us in danger in that second half. Um, that the, the, the ball that flashed across the front of the goal. Um, came from a mistake from from him, um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's it's difficult. I'm not going to criticise him, you know, and I'm not going to criticise him because, like I say, he's been out for a couple of games and he's playing out of position. Uh, he's a he's a right footed player playing on left, um, so and he did look like that at times. Did yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said, kept a clean sheet. We'll move on to some more positive defensive performances. In well, let's start with the first goal. Shane Ferguson, how come back into the team starting starting eleven, put a stunning ball in for Will Grigg. Absolutely stunning ball. Um, that was the first goal scored by a Rotherham player wearing the number nine shirt in the league for 1,039 days. Jimmy Potter <laughs> against Sheffield United was the last one in 2018. Um, it's hopefully Will, that's the start of many from Will Grigg, because it was a little uh, the cross was stunning, but the finish itself was a really lovely, tidy finish into an area keepers not getting anywhere near. I mean, Grigg is a goal scorer, and it's just as simple as that. And the header was was just that absolutely sumptuous ball from uh, from Ferguson. You'll probably not get a better 
better ball into the box than that and, and Griggy put it away and that'll be the first many I think I, I uh, have had him as the, the league's top goal scorer so he's got a way to, to come back as of yet um, but listen the guy's a goal scorer um, and he'll get chances at this club we've uh, we've shown that already we didn't create I don't think as much as we normally do uh, on Tuesday night uh, make of that what you will um, but uh, overall keep those chances coming in and he will score goals no doubt about it hmm. I was massively impressed with Ferguson Danny Over uh, the, the, the assist itself speaks for itself watch the highlights you can see he, he, Ferg, I think Ferguson when he celebrated I think he almost celebrated his cross before he celebrated <laughs> the goal it was that good um, yeah but that's different from a bowler, isn't it? it the, Shin Ferguson is, a, is the finished article he's going to be, and he's got all these really good attacking tools. And against a team like that, that gives you a bit more when they came out because they came at us for part of the game, it allows Ferguson to have so much more freedom and, and do these type of things that are just brilliant for the team. Yeah, and I think most of it comes down to Ferguson's experience. He's got a lot more experience, both at this level and the level above, mm. uh, than Bowler does. That's not a, a dig at Bowler by any means, because mm. I, think, I think when he's come in, he's been excellent. Um, but yeah, that that inch perfect cross from Ferguson just goes to show that he's been doing that for the best part of fifteen years. You know, um, <laughs> like ten fifteen years he's been doing that. Um, but one thing I want to touch on, which I missed in my match report, which I've been kicking myself about, is the one touch football beforehand. Mm. Like it, it was watching the highlights; it was beautiful to watch. It's a throw in one, two, three. Ferguson touch ball in goal. It was oh. It, it was the best piece of football I've seen Rotherham play, which you've highlighted that wasn't the best game in terms of us creating um, serious chances. Because I think that that was the, the biggest serious chance created that came from open play because Smith's goal came from a corner and then his second goal came from <laughs> from an absolute beauty of a free kick from Wiles. Um, but yeah, like I said, Ferguson, I'd say he's a finished article. He might improve a little bit with us. Um but I think he's got that experience. He's got it on the international stage as well. Um, and he just showed what he's all about and what he brings to the team mm. just with that cross, yeah. really. Yeah. And it shows the versatility that we've got because we, if we need to defend, bowlers probably slightly better at it. But if you've got that freedom in the wing-back role, you can you can chuck uh, Ferguson, they chuck Ferguson, they play. It's most, <laughs> one of the most experienced men in the team there. Um, Chris Wright on the comments evening lads um, I'm an opposition manager when asked about Rotherham being physical actually said maybe but also said how good we were in all the departments an honest opinion um, the first one yeah but that wasn't a fantastic performance from us we won 3-0 mate but the crew game was a much better all wrap up take away the goals yeah. it was yeah. a better performance against crew we just I said shit it target it's so important Sounds the simplest thing in the world, doesn't it? It's, it sounds, you know, if you weren't a football fan and you heard somebody say, you just got to hit target, it sounds stupid, but it is simple as that at times. Uh, it's just think of what's going to happen when we, uh, when we put the two together. You know, mm. um, it, it it was a disjointed performance, like you've, like you've already said there, that's p particularly that first 30 minutes. Uh, but then we took charge of the game, and whilst we didn't play the, 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 the sort of free flowing football that we played at times against Crewe. Um, we were effective. We were very, very effective. Maybe it took us a while to work them out. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, when we put that together, we said it. We keep saying that somebody's going to get an absolute pasting. No doubt about it. And just picking up what you were talking about with Ferguson, there. You know, what, a, what an unbelievable position to be in. That 
yeah, he's a really good player. He crosses the ball really well. He's, he's a decent defender. But you know what? If he gets injured, we're not really fretting, are we? You know what I mean? We're not, well, we're just being bowler back. You know, happy days. And if and if he's injured, well, Miller will, Miller will do a job there. You know, it's like, and it's virtually across the board that we can do that now. Um, so, and and one more, Will Griggs' goal. It was a bit for me, a bit Alfie esque. Reminded me of Alfie that it's that sort of goal that Alfie would have scored, just pulling off that back defender and uh, and and, and nodding it back across goal. So, it reminds me of Alfie a little bit. I'll be honest. Is that because he's not quite tall? Just probably. That's eye. probably all it is because Alfie didn't really go, didn't really work that hard, did he? But in terms of his ability <laughs> in front of goal, sorry, Alfie, um, it didn't work as hard as Greg does. does. But it's, I, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, it, in and around goal, in and around the the, the penalty area, it's that type of player. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John C mentioned Shane Ferguson's serious bonus for the Millers. A lot of clubs that could have signed him, he chose to come to us. Uh, which I imagine there would have been a lot of, lot of clubs in for him. It'd be, be stupid not to really. Um, yeah, it was very good. It was decent, very good performance overall. Could have been better though. Will uh, is that like Mick said for you? Is that a good thing? It, well, it's obviously a good thing. We didn't play amazing, but we've beat Wimbledon no mugs. This is not Donny who were, who were struggling. They've had a really decent start Wimbledon, and to beat them three 0 is a sign, a real sign of intent. Yeah, Wimbledon have, have been a side that have caused a lot of problems for a lot of teams. That's the reason they've scored as many goals as they have this this term. And they missed a couple of players uh, on, on Tuesday night, um, which probably hampered them a little bit. Um, Hartigan's had a really good start to the season. For example, he didn't play a Sal as well. His pace was really missed, I thought, um, from, from their perspective. But it's a sign of a good side to to not play especially well and still come away with three points. And those are the sides that are fighting at the top of the league at, at the end of it. And to be honest, today I've spent uh, some of my day speaking to a lot of fans from uh, League One, uh, talking about who's been the best uh, the mm. best sides that they've played in the first 10 games. And we're coming top of, of most teams, uh, which is, is testament to the effort that we've put in already. We're, we're a side that is notoriously, um, you know, a side that doesn't start well in League One. So yeah. for me, you know, that's a massive improvement. And, uh, you know, if we can continue to build on this, we're in for a really, really strong season. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think you're right. I hope you're right. Um, Russ Vernon, let's move away from the goals for a minute because we've got two more Smith goals to talk about. But Russ Vernon, hi lads. Uh, Ollie Rathbone was his man of the match on Tuesday. Don't think he stopped running. He thinks Ferguson was a close second. Um, <laughs> Ollie Rathbone, Danny. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen somebody run around a pitch so much in an effective way, and I've never seen somebody dispossess the opponent or win the ball off the opponent as many times as they give it top of the list for League One now for most tackles won. And I could be not less, no, could not be less surprised that he's top of that list because he's just everywhere all the time. Another Forest performance for Ollie, isn't it? Just running <laughs> everywhere. Um, I don't know how he does it, mate. I don't know how he runs full pelt for ninety minutes. That's like you see some footballers, even like we're probably one of the fittest teams in this division, but he might be our fittest player. It's like he just mm. doesn't stop running. I think he must have like a, a bottle of nitrous <laughs> in his sock or something because he just just does not stop running. Um, but yeah, another man of the match performance from him. I think it might be his second or third man of the match. Might be second in a row, potentially. 
Um, yeah, and yeah, it, it were another stellar performance from him. He just doesn't stop running. He's always hungry to win the ball by after he's lost it, which is what you want to see from a Rotherham player because he sort of embodies our club ethos of an hard worker. It's like you see some footballers, how they lose the ball and, oh, oh dear, and then it just leave it to the midfielders or the defenders to mop up. But with Ollie, when he loses the ball, it, you just see that little sparkle in his eye of, right, I'm going to go and win it back. And he does, and then creates a chance from it. Um, but yeah, like Russ says, Shane Ferguson, maybe a second. But I think one that's gone a little bit under radar is Edmunds Green. Mm. I thought he was solid. If it wasn't going to be Oliver, it would have been him who would have won man of the match. Because he very rarely put a foot wrong, if at all. Um, and he's come in really well on that right side of, of the defence. And some of the tackles that he won were really smart. He never dove in too hard on some players. He was calm and calculated in winning the ball and playing it out from the back. Um, so, yeah, you've got three people there who could have won man of the match. And I don't know how they choose them. It must be like a lucky dip or a hat or something. <laughs> it's like, right, those three names are in, right, pick one out. Um, but, yeah, there were a lot of good performances on the pitch on, the, uh, on Tuesday. And uh, Ollie Rathbone was one of them, as per. Because I think as soon as he's he's come into the first team, which was against... Was his first start against Chef Wednesday? Or was it the game after? I think it was the game after. I think he came on against Wednesday. I don't think yeah, he started. So, is his first start against Doncaster? I think it would have been, yeah. Or do we, we played Morgan, we played Morgan, Morgan but you, we played a week after Wednesday. Yeah, Morgan, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... It, yeah. But, yeah, since he's, he's yeah. come into the first team and, and cemented his place a regular starter... He's been putting in seven, eight, um, eight out of ten performances every single game, which at this level is something really hard to do because everyone says we're a big physical team. It's a big physical league. You know, like League One is more of a physical game than than the Championship. Hmm. It's, it's less about yeah. how fancy you are on the ball. It's more about not, not like who's the biggest physical team because if you've got a bit of flair on the ball, you do well. But it is, you've got some teams in this league who are busy and physical. Ollie's not busy and physical. But he plays like he is, which makes mm. him look even better. You know, yeah. he, he's run, he just runs everywhere, wins the ball, creates chances. What more could you ask for? I just want to do it also. Go on, Sorry, I just wanted to touch on uh, on that that stat of uh, you know Ollie winning the most tackles uh, so far mm. in League One. He's also uh, top of uh, the most defensive duels in League One, and that's not just for um, for midfielders. That's for including defenders as well. So that shows <laughs> how incredible Ollie Rathbone has been defensively. If mm. I can challenge Ollie Rathbone, uh, if I may, um, we've seen now that his defensive side is is incredible. If we can start to see more of a goal output out of him, mm. Jesus Christ, what a player have we got at this football? <laughs> and we've started yeah. to see. I mean, he's got his first goal against Crew at the weekend. Um, and he's, he's getting forward and getting into some great positions. But, yeah, I just wanted to sort of throw that in there. And, I, Danny, I think you've actually done him a disservice. I don't think he's been a 7 or 8 uh, out of 10 in each game that he's played. I think he's been a 9 or a 10. Mm. And I think, yeah, you know, we're just going to... He's just a player that's just getting better and better in understanding mm. the system. His fitness, for me, was always good at, at Rochdale anyway. But it feels like Warney's come in and said, I'm going to make you the fittest player in League One. And he said, yep. Yeah, I, I don't mind that challenge. He he absolutely loves it, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, and you touched on Edmunds Green there. For me, 
his maturity on the ball, the way that he defended so calmly, remind, reminded me of a certain uh, Icelandic guy that um, <laughs> with with a title. Um, and if if we've got any sense at all, we need to be trying to push that envelope at, at Huddersfield and make sure that that's a permanent deal. Mm, yeah. Definitely, we talked about this on, on Tuesday, Mick, that for me, uh, Rathbone was brilliant, but Reg didn't do anything wrong all night. He read the game superbly well. He just he just did everything really, really well. Mm. But it makes a question mark. It puts a big question mark because that's Icky's position. In, um, you know, it has been Icky's position. Yeah. And now Icky's lost his position. So... If Icky's not getting back in, is he realistically? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it, it, you know, he may he may well end up uh, on that left hand side. Um, just you know, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. It's, it's it's a real headache, isn't it? It's a real headache. It's, it's interesting that we you talk about with with Ollie Rathbone. Um, you know, all these managers telling us how big and physical and bully is, bullying the kind of side that we are, um, and and the stats in terms of our most uh, physical player, if you like, stack up for Ollie Rathbone with, with the defensive duels won, the tackles won, the, the 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 yards that he runs and everything else. And you know he's two foot six and three stone wet through, isn't he? You know it's like I, I with a big physical side. Have you seen who our most physical player is? Have you seen the size of him? You know it's just it's, it's madness, isn't it? But um, I think we're going to have to. I think I said this to you on Tuesday night. I think we're going to have to have a a man of the match award and a second man of the match award, so that gave everybody else a bit of a chance. Because if he carries on playing like this, he's going to win it every week, isn't he? Mm. One of the things that impresses me about him is that he doesn't give many fouls away. Because <laughs> you know, with, with a player like that, you'd expect to give loads of fouls away, give a couple of silly bookings away. He clearly, obviously, does, but I, it doesn't feel like he fouls people. He just wins the ball or pressures them into giving the ball away. And that's that's even better than somebody who just presses and fouls because it, if you foul him, you release the pressure. Release the pressure, where he doesn't he doesn't allow him to release the pressure. And it's such such a oh, I just love him. I love him already. He's been here a couple of months, and we all we're all yeah. in love with this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, Reese Killick points out Rathbone, as I mentioned before, reminds me of Frecklington, work ethic, non-stop running. Uh, I think we all agree with that. Uh, Elizabeth doesn't stop running for ninety minutes. If he continues for a full season. Everybody's player of the year, Reese. Everybody's. Yeah. Um, it's about that type of play. It's about keeping fit. Freckland, towards the end of his career, did struggle with fitness. And was that because he was such a combative player that that is going to come back and bite you on the backside later in your career? Rathbone's still a young kid, so he's still got a lot of uh, lot of time to play with that. Uh, any other Rathbone chat you want, we want to have before we talk about the rest of the team? He's <laughs> certainly got the potential to be better than Lee Frecklington, hasn't he? Um, mm. it, it has, um, and, and a bit disappointing day for me that to be honest, because Lee Frecklington is one of my all-time favourite Millers, to be honest. But um, on the flip side of that, it, that that crown's there to be taken in it. So uh, crack on, Ollie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one last one, Ardock. Um, think about uh, that's all about timing from Rathbone. Um, and was he that good at uh, Rochdale? The, the stats say he was. I don't recall him at Rochdale. But the, the, the tackles won column that I've already mentioned, he was second in tackles winning league one last season for Rochdale for the entire season. It's top already. So, yeah, that's the type of player we've got. And that, that's why they signed him. That's clearly why they've signed him, to be fair. So, credit where credit's due to the recruitment team. Um, moving on to the second goal of the night, which was Michael Smith's first of the night. Um, it was a little bit of a, just a simple corner routine. Mick, I'm going to come to you because... Mm. For the first 40 minutes or whatever it were, all the corners were rubbish. Or mostly the corners were rubbish. 
and they kept going deep. Come on, Mick, I'll let you talk. You talk. You talk. Your three point. No, you. you I mean, I, I said to you, they, they, they're just playing with these. They're just playing with them, and they're going to, there's going to be one coming here, and it's just going to either go straight in or it's going to be an absolute pillar. Um, I, I cannot believe that. We're knocking them deep, knocking them deep, knocking them deep, just as a bit of a ruse. I can't believe that for a second because you don't know how many corners you're going to get. But it, it was almost on time when it were almost perfect. You know, three corners, all deep or two deep, and and, and didn't trouble anybody. Um, and then I guess they're expecting another deep one, and all of a sudden, up pops Smithy at near post, loses his mark. Have you seen his run? The run that he makes um, to, to to get to that to get to that ball is just fantastic. Obviously, it's been worked. That 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 is a corner routine that they've been working on, um, and yeah, I executed it perfectly. So I I, I think I'm, I'm going to take credit for spotting the fact that we we, uh, we did them there. We did them over big time. <laughs> yeah, you spotted it, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an important time for a goal, Will. It's, it's, again, it's a really obvious thing to say, but to get to get one to get to go ahead at half time is brilliant. But to get that second goal before half time. It really does kill the opposition, especially away from home. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just for any opposition fans that might watch this uh, tonight or or elsewhere, Michael Smith is rubbish. You don't it's want him. <laughs> right? he's, he's the worst strike you've ever seen. Um, yeah, great time for a goal. What I like about Smudge is now his ability to pop it up in the right areas. We've seen him in the past running those channels really well, but... In Michael Smith this season, we've got a player that's had the most shots on goal. Uh, we have the player that's had the most touches in the penalty box. Uh, and I think he's going to learn quite a lot, a lot from Griggy um, in terms of his movement. What I liked most about his goal, his first goal on uh, on Tuesday, was the, the movement, the intelligence to get to that front post and, and flick it on. Great header, 2-0 game over at that point, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. is. Um, he got 12 last time in League One. He's already at seven. <laughs> so uh, his, his top scoring season so far of his career was 18 in League One with Swindon in 2014. He's going to be challenging that if he keeps going the way he's going. Because um, then, Danny, later on, we've put more performance to talk about about what, 89th minute. Um, and again, a shame Ferguson's ball stunning was, for, was stunning for the first one. The ball from Ben Wiles for the third goal was almost as good. <laughs> <laughs> and the, for Smith just to take it out of air like that and then just finish comfortably. It likes to do his Alan Shearer celebration coming off, but yeah, that's the type of goal he score. I mean, I, I thought the, the ball in from Wales from the uh, from the free kick was good where I was sat just behind the goal, but watching the replay, oh, it's, it's even better. <laughs> the ball does not move. It doesn't have a single yeah. ounce of spin on it at all. And then Smith just goes, touch, bang, easy as that. It, it, it's one of the best... I mean, Smith's goal against Morecambe was one of the best goals that we've scored. But in terms of a, a goal from a dead ball situation, that's probably one of the best goals we've scored this season as well. Mm. Just from uh, the assist from Wiles and the take from Smith and the finish, because it was a very calm, composed finish. Uh, and it's like Richie said in his, um, in his pre-match today, Smith could have got a hat-trick easily against Wimbledon. Um... And the guy on commentary kept saying, oh, there's nothing like the uh, biting the hand that used to feed you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, but it, it, it was a really good performance from Smith. And the second goal was testament to that because it, it wasn't it wasn't quite like a complete dead ball situation. It like Wiles has scored from the free kick. 
but it's the tech from the free kick which makes it even better because to have that ability just to tech it without effort like that, that's something that you see top end of the championship in the Premier League players, some players at that level can't even do that. So to score a goal like that, I think it was better than Lionel Messi's against Man City, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still Michael Smith rubbish. Don't listen to all this stuff, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it, listen, there's only a reason he's with us is because Burry went bust. We were going to send him back. It's so, <laughs> garbage, man, honestly. Did anyone see um, the meme in pre-season of um, what's-his-face from This Is England when he's got the machete? Do you ever seen that in pre-season? Where he's like, get your hands off him now. <laughs> that will be Paul Walker in January, I'm telling you. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. This that's the only downside, Mick. If it was already there was already interest in August. I think he's got yeah. twelve by January the first. It'll be it would be best piece of business in years to keep him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it would, and I, I think we will. I'd be very, very surprised if we uh, if if it goes in January. Very surprised. I mean, is he one of the players with his contract up in summer? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I'll be amazed. I'll be amazed unless somebody so, comes in with five or six million. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll talk to you in, in summer. Because if we, well, if we are... Summer. Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because if we get promoted, mm. maybe maybe he'll want to stay with us. You know? Yeah, I mean, Warney said uh, in uh, in an interview that he's worth 10 million quid to him and he's, he's irreplaceable. And I think in January, you know, the price just goes up and up and up, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think someone's... If they weren't willing to pay... 1.5 million for him before in, yeah. in this summer window. They're not going to pay the levels that we'll need to for him to leave this football club in January. No, absolutely. Hopefully, could be wrong. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we've just got to get sit sit back, drink it in, um, drink mm. it in, take it in, um, and just enjoy it for for what it is because this is a really special footballer that we're witnessing. Mm. Yeah. Completely, completely agree. Um, ben Wiles came on. We've mentioned Ben Wiles didn't start. Uh, he came off on 58 minutes. The big blow of the night, really, Will. Jamie Lindsay coming off with a hamstring injury. He was out in January earlier this year for around eight weeks or so with a hamstring injury. It didn't look good. And it, the signs are there's nothing official from the club, but it, do, it doesn't look good. It, you'd assume, from what Paul was saying, that it could be a fairly lengthy layoff that's around eight weeks you'd assume again roughly yeah I mean eight weeks is probably about right I think between six and eight and and Jamie will be really disappointed because obviously he started uh, the season and then dropped out of the team and was just sort of finding his way in uh, into the team again uh, on Tuesday and and uh, obviously got that knock so disappointing for him and you know I wish him uh, a really uh, speedy recovery as I'm sure the rest of you do um, but for from us, you know, it's next man up. I'm I'm mm. really excited to see um, Hakeem Adoffin step up and, and see what he can do from you know uh, glowing references over in uh, in Scotland. So uh, you know we've got a great midfield. We've got uh, people that can fill in, and um, you know it's disappointing for for Jamie, but we go again. Mm. It's interesting when we lost him in January. It was a massive blow to us because it was the only one that did it, did what he does. Now we've got a couple of people who could do a similar sort of role. Rathbone could do that sort of job as well, maybe not defensively. Uh, Mark a man at a game like Lindsay can, but certainly 
uh, fill in for that role. And like I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a Dolphin. I'm, I'm in a way disappointed we haven't seen him, but mm-hmm. I can't, you can't argue with it. If you're a Dolphin, you just, you just got to be sitting there thinking, well, what can I do? You know, these guys in front of me are playing fantastically. Uh, he may well get an opportunity if, uh, and it comes. I thought, I thought though, Ben, uh, Danny, Ben Wiles was really, really, really good when he came on. I was really impressed with Wiles. Again, he, in that more free role, that further fall, further roll forward, he's such a better player than when you, when you've got the leash on. Yeah, he is. And, <clears throat> and the reason he, uh, he didn't come on until later on was because he was still feeling his dead leg from, uh, from Saturday. Um, but to say he was still playing with a bit of a, a dead leg in his, in his quad, he played really well. Um, like, like there were times where you sort of saw the limitation of it, where he wasn't quite as quick to the ball, who didn't quite want to put in a challenge for something. Um, but overall, Wiles has come on, and fingers crossed, everything's all better for Saturday. And I think if it is, he'll start Saturday. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it is a shame about Lindsay. Um, and from what I've read on the pre on the uh, on the pre match stuff, he is like the angriest man at the training ground at the minute because he doesn't take being injured very well. Um, but that's that the, surprise me. Yeah, that that's the um, the angry Scotsman that he is. You know, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he was a really sweet and lovely bloke, but when something don't go his way, he has that Scottish fury behind him, which is <laughs> it, it, it isn't a knock or anything. It's it's anything. It's a, it's a um, it's a string to his bow because he's got that natural fire in him. Um, but yeah, it is a shame. Hopefully, it's not a serious quad injury, but he's out two weeks minimum without even knowing the results of the scan. Um, so which is a shame, but like you say, it gives a dolphin a chance for us for not only for us to see what he's like, but for him to put more of a stamp on the game as well and show why he's um, why we've signed him and why he's an asset to our team as well. Um, but yeah, it, it also just goes to show because we're not that worried about the midfield losing Lindsay, how good our depth is in midfield mm. this season. Well, we've still got Rathburn and Wild, we've got a Dauphin, Barlazer as well. Um so yeah, it's it's not it's not a terrible loss, but it is a terrible shame for Lindsay, if that makes sense. Yeah. It just goes to prove how good that recruitment was in, in uh yeah. in summer. It mm. was just yeah the, the the deeper we get into the season the better that recruitment's starting to look. You know what I mean? As the players start to come on, as the team starts to gel together and develop, and as we start to get a few injuries, we started to think, hang on a minute, you know, we might have moaned that we'd only got two players in by, you know, with two weeks to go or whatever. We've come out the back end of that with just a, a, an unbelievable transfer window for me. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, we've not spent out either or next to no. Well, next I, to no. It's important to say as well. It's all, it's all well and good identifying the players and going out and getting them, and you know, congratulations to uh, to the recruitment team for for doing that. But it's yes. then another thing to bring those players in and get the best out of them. So yeah. you know, massive kudos to the management team for everything they're doing as well at the moment. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of not having not having to have a fire sale when you get relegated because we we can keep Barley's and team. We we can it's slowly integrate. Rathbund obviously didn't start for the first few games. Dolphins not even started yet because we've got the players in there, so you can integrate them into training and eventually bring them into the team. So it's it just it's it with hindsight at the time it was we were all panicking a little bit, but right now it's there's clothes and joined up thinking and it's looking like it's starting to pay off all round. Um, yeah, very impressive. Um, substitution for Will Grigg makes 66 minutes. Freddie didn't come on, um, mm-hmm. Coyote come on. We, we talked about this on, on the last podcast. 
that we thought we thought that Curtis should get a chance because he's done nothing wrong when he has played. But it's a, it's a little is it is it a message? I, I'm thinking too much into this. Is it a message to Freddie to say if you're going to do what you did on Saturday, if you're not going to put F in, I'm going to put this kid in who's going to run around for 20 minutes and do pretty well. Maybe don't know. I don't know. But there's been that that message has been has been given to Freddie previously, hasn't it? So I, I don't know. I don't know. And JJ deserves a chance um, because you know you're going to get 100 percent effort out of him. Um, he's still very young. He's still very sort of naive at this level, I guess. When the naive is the right word, I don't know. Inexperienced, perhaps. Um, it's, it's, it's probably a better, uh, a better way of putting it. But um, maybe it is a message to Freddie. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I'm a Freddie basher, you know, because whenever we talk about him, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very positive about him. Um, but I don't think, I don't think he's going to learn from it. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, I think it, it's been, it's been here too long. There's been too many of these opportunities where our messages sent and giving him the opportunity to, to, to up his work rate and it's he's not taken them. Mm. Um, so I mean, I've stayed very quiet on on Freddie to be honest, because I, as as you said, Mick, I'm not a I'm not a, pl- a guy that likes to come out and mm-hmm. dig players out. So if you look at if you delve into this a little bit more, um, you know, look at Freddie's press, for example. If at this stage it's a tactical issue, if he doesn't understand the tactical situations that uh, that we're employing now, given the time that he's been at the football club, there's an issue there anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is that. So if you take away that, it's got to be his work ethic. The Mm. one thing that a footballer should always have beyond anything is to run and Mm. run and run for for himself, for his teammates, for the fans that are are there, that have spent their hard-earned money. I don't see that in Freddie. And I think Ladapo came up. Ladapo came on. Um, he did not come on. Um, JJ came on on uh, on Tuesday and, and showed him up. Um, you know, had a really really strong game. Um, I thought um, you know caused them a lot of issues with his pace. Um, but for a couple of uh, you know better balls into the box, I think he probably could have been rewarded with a goal at the end of it. But mm. uh, for me, he's he's striker number three at the moment. Freddie drops to number four. Um, and he's now got to go out and, and prove to us and and uh, and the management team that he's he's good enough to get back in the side. And don't get me wrong, I would love nothing more than Freddie to prove us all wrong and come back and and score the amount of goals that he scored before and and have the fans back on side. But it feels a long way away at the moment. It's very frustrating, Will, isn't it? I think, I think it's, uh, like you say, it's not a bash at him. It's not a dig at him. It's just so frustrating because he has the ability in front of goal. He has the ability to pull an absolute worldie out of his bag. He has the, he has that ability there. He is a goal scorer. But the one thing that we've all got as footballers on this podcast, the probably the only thing we've got as footballers is the, is the ability to work as hard as you possibly can, you know? And, and and for a player who has got the ability that he's got in terms of the technical ability, it just it, I find it incredibly frustrating, really really frustrating, and a bit of a waste to be honest. I think in terms of you know the crew game and, and the miss, it was a bad miss, but yeah, but there were other there were other players 
on that day that the miss miss chances. Yeah. So yeah. he was scapegoated a little bit uh, from that. I would say. What I what I would say is, if you can't give the bare minimum, which is to run for yourself, for your teammates, and for your fans and for your management team, you shouldn't be in the side, and that's why he's not. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Listen, as a striker, if a striker misses from six inches out or two feet out or whatever, you can't criticise a striker for doing that. You know, it happens. It happens to the best of them. Obviously, if he misses every single one from two feet out, then that's a different matter. <laughs> but you know, Freddie doesn't. You know, but. It happens. You can't criticise them for that, um, and I wouldn't, and I haven't, and I'm not going to do it. There you go. I just want him to work. Come on, Freddie. For God's sake, man. Come on. Yeah. yeah, we all do. On on yeah. on JJ though, Danny. Um, he's put lots of positives when you see him play, and to be honest, he's in a really really good position for learning because he's stuck behind Michael Smith, who was one of the best strikers in League One at what. JJ's quite good at being strong and physical and he's got one of the best strikers in League One who's one of the best finishers in League One. He's got, he couldn't wish for two better players at this level to learn off. Yeah, it's all sort of uh, come together nicely for his first proper go at Rotherham's first team. Mm. Um, it, is, it does make me feel a little bit old that now there's a footballer that's younger than me in the Rotherham first team because <laughs> that's never been the case before. Um, but I think when JJ does get his first goal at senior level for Rotherham, whether it's um, in the cup or um, or in the league or whatever, that it, it will have a smile bigger than Chio's because because <laughs> it will just show that all his hard work has somewhat paid off for him. Mm. And I think now that Ladipo falling out of favour seems a little bit harsh, um, but it's it's that way going on yeah. i think now that he's got that opportunity i think he'll he will try his absolute damnedest to try and get a goal or an assist or whatever and he and he came on at wimbledon and tried to do that like you say a couple better crosses in and he would have scored and in front in, in the north stand you sort of like try and suck the ball in for him <laughs> you know you try and bring it into the goal for him because you want him to score um but just touching on on Freddie, I thought from his body language when he was warming up on the touchline that he wasn't going to come on. You know, because it, 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 it again, like I say, it's not it's not a dig or anything. We're not here to to poke at Freddie saying you're not up to muster or anything. It's not like that. It's just that in terms of putting a shift in, he's dropped down to fourth. It wasn't the miss against Crew that made him drop out. It was. That, that bit towards the end of the half where he had the opportunity to sprint after the ball and didn't. And from what I saw, he, he was warming up, he had his hood up, um, kept his jacket on all the time. There was no real effort to try and warm up in the sense of coming on the pitch. So I think from his body language, that conversation was had saying, you're not playing today. Hmm. And whether or not that's different on Saturday, I don't know. Um, but I think the conversation has been had that you need to be better. You need to... It, it pull the lead out your boots, really. Get the lead mm. out your boots and go after the ball. And when he does that, hopefully we see the Freddie that we saw last time in League One, where he's popping him in left, right and centre, and he's really contributing to the season. Because he's yeah. scored twice, one in the League, one in the Cup, and he's, he's still behind Ben Wiles, who has scored three times. Is it three times? In the, yeah, three times in the League, and then Smithy, who scored seven times. And I think as soon as Laddie Poe hits the ground running in all sense of the words, he will pick up and he will become a, a big contributor to this season. But as he is right now, like Will says, he has dropped a fourth striker, which is a shame mm. for someone of his quality. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, JJ could do it games. Um, with the international break coming next week, when the Scunny game is, he could do it playing the Scunny game. I know, I know, he can't because he's got an international duty. But we could do him playing with playing playing for playing for Rotherham with Rotherham players, so he can get that goal. Yeah. I suppose it doesn't matter, Mick, but it would. It feels like for me, it looks like it would be a psychological boost. It would help him. He's going to go play for international football, which is not a bad thing, is it? No, no, I mean, no, no. <laughs> well, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? I don't know what I'd choose if I were him, and it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be whatever it's called, it's the season trophy, would it? You know, <laughs> so, so yeah, cool. Uh, two more quick points because we haven't talked about Cheltenham game yet, but we've, there's so much to talk about on Tuesday. Uh, John C points out that one th- another thing, uh, five clean sheets uh, so far this season. Will five clean sheets uh, for what for, on ten games? And and to be fair, in the Crew game and the Wigan game, those goals couldn't have come much later. So we're not we weren't far off seven clean sheets, which it's not it's not just down to Victor. Victor has, has done a really good job to be fair, but a defensive unit we look really really good for the most part at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think, as far as I'm aware, we're still the side that's conceded the least amount of shots. Um, I need to double check on that. But um, and if if uh, someone's watching that can correct me, then feel free to do so. But we're not giving up a, a great amount of chances. We're winning uh, RXG uh, week on week. I think uh, compared to most sides, um, in, and we've got a really good makeup. Woody, you know. I think he'll probably play until he's 60 um, and he's even 83% of of all of his uh, duels per 90 minutes, which is incredible uh, up there within uh, within the League One uh, hierarchy, as it were. Um, Edmunds Green, of course, getting, uh, you know, better week on week and um, whoever sort of fills in, uh, whether it be Hecque or Harding or, um, or Mattock, of course, I have ultimate faith that um you know they're gonna uh be defensively solid and if they do then they've still got to beat an unbelievable keeper in in uh in victor johansson so most amount of clean sheets so far in league one um and long may it continue absolutely uh i love it when he's successful because everybody else loves him like we do and that's quite quite uh, sharing the love with him um Dan Barlazer, Danny, I can't believe we've got 45 minutes in. We haven't mentioned Dan Barlazer, really. <laughs> um, there were so many times on Tuesday that he did a pat. I just went, wow, I can't believe he's done that. It was just some of the stuff that that man can do with the football. I can I can barely dream that. It's just sensational. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah he, he has got a terrific um, foot on him to, and a terrific mind as well to see mm. that, that path to goal and see a pass that you can make of a, a distance of 40 yards. You know, I don't think I could kick a ball 40 yards, let, let alone make a pass that's 40 yards. Mm. Um, so, yeah, fair, fair play to Barlazer. He's been another one that's been solid since he's come back into the team. Um, yeah, and he just it's another boost to our midfield, having someone who's got not only the ability, but the natural ability just to go, oh, there's a pass there. Ping, 40-yard pass, easy as that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I'll ask um, you a que- I'll, let me ask you a question then, a very quick question. You look at that um, midfield three with Barley's, uh, Ben Wiles and Ollie Rathbone. What were you dropping to put Barry Bannon in there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, here we go. Um, Just asking. Right. From a footballing point of view, yeah. because um, 
it's not long until Ben Wiles is in the Scotland squad through his grandfather. Like that will come <laughs> at some point. I think we'll start Wiles, but Bannon will come on after about <laughs> seventy minutes, and then so they'll don't switch. That's it. Yeah, and then they'll switch if it's a Tuesday night game straight after. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Well, that's going on, on SUFC hashtag straight away, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> just, just a quick one, just on Barlasa. Uh, I just want to congratulate him on his mm. uh, latest assist, um, which of course is a uh, a brand new baby boy. So I knew that would um, be the, uh, <laughs> his latest assist. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Dan. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, um, moving on, Shrimps Online's with us. Evening, gents. I assume that's Morecambe. Um, I suppose a shout out to Morecambe, the, the feel good story of, uh, of the League One so far this season. They've been fantastic up in 11th. Um, and from a neutral point of view, I'm not when we play them, I'm not surprised they're doing it. I am, I'm surprised they're doing it as well as they are, but I'm not surprised they're out of the relegation zone. I've been, we're, we're, our impression when we play them and they've carried that on. Uh, they also ask. We'll feel this question while we're here, Will. Uh, what do you think the specific differences are between League One and Championship? For me, it's it's not far from putting the ball in the back of the net, really. It, it, it's Again, it sounds simple. It's not far off that simple. From staying up anyway to, to stay up in the Championship. Um, I mean, firstly, welcome to Tom uh, and thanks for, thanks for uh, joining the, uh, the the chat tonight. I guess the main, uh, the main thing at the moment... Um, is uh, we can win a lot more games in uh, in League One than we can in, in the Championship, um, but I mean, yeah, just just touching on what you were saying, Matt uh, Morecambe have had an unbelievable start and um, going to be a little bit of a a, a goal scoring vie off between uh, Cole Stockton and um, and um, Michael Smith soon. So, um, Tom, buckle up, get ready, we're coming for you, pal. <laughs> Uh, he says that we were the best team. We're the best team that's seen this year. Um, we've had a few, like you said, mentioned earlier. Well, a few people said that so far. And um, very around, we're a team that doesn't start very well. That's a really, really good sign. Um, any other, any other players you want to mention? I think we've probably mentioned almost all eleven and three subs so far. Is there any other stand? Any performances you want to touch on from Tuesday night? We've probably covered most, haven't we? Chio. Chio, it or not? Chio. I reckon it's just game for Chiro, that, that, that fullback kept him quiet last time two years ago, and he didn't manage to keep him as quiet this time, did he? He, he had a really, really good game, I thought, Chio. But I am just willing him on, just willing him on to just get that goal number two. Just mm. like the, the the effort that he had, twenty five yards from goal in the first half, that just oh, whistled past really. post, oh. like would have gave me so much unbridled joy. Um, it's unbelievable. And then second half, like a couple of balls came into the box and there were one that he absolutely scuffed. And it's like watching it's like watching your child play football for the first time. <laughs> yeah. and he threw on goal and, and there's there's a keeper that's just running out and he puts it wide and yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I'd, I'll happily be your dad if you want, even though there's a few, <laughs> few genetical issues there. Genetical is that a word? Um, yeah, just, just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm talking gibberish, but yeah, um, I love him, man. Yeah, it's and nice to have a good place to like him. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did. And I think his chances are just a case of if he wrapped his foot around it a bit more, they were in. Um, but one final thing on Chio, hopefully before we move on to Cheltenham, is fair play to him to get him back in the Ireland squads after being yeah. out for injury. Fair, fair play on that to him. And uh, I hope he cracks on with Ireland and, and bare minimum, I want an assist out of him. Well, he's, he's got he's got a good he's got a good couple of games. He's got Azerbaijan and Qatar. Qatar's a friendly. It's a good couple of games to go in for a player like him because there is a couple. He's an excellent player. So mm. the way the way Republic of Ireland have been playing, if he doesn't get a start, that manager needs to have a look at himself <laughs> because I tell you what, they have been dire, haven't they? Yeah, they, they have been, been awful. Um, so you know, it, it has to start. It has mm. to start. Yeah, we'll be watching. Um, and we've mentioned we mentioned JJ and um, Cody. Uh, JJ and Cody. JJ and Chio. Um, Shane Ferguson's been called up again to the, for the Northern Ireland national team. So hopefully he scores another banger uh, like yeah. his last time out. He tried one. He, I know he weren't quite a banger, but he tried a good, a good effort on Tuesday from him, which yeah. surprised the keeper, which was a very, very good effort. Um, yes, very, very good. Right, moving on. Chelton Town on Saturday afternoon. Uh, they come back off a thumping, an absolute thumping mick at mm. Sunderland. We talked about this briefly before we started recording. It's always a concern, always a worry when you come up against a team who've just been bad. It's a, it can be a dangerous time to play them. Yeah, yeah, it can. It can. Uh, but they have struggled so far this season, haven't they? I mean, I appreciate that they, they, they are sort of halfway, aren't they, sitting mid-table. But mm. um, we've got to concentrate on ourselves. We are better, in my view, we are better than any team that I've seen so far this season. Um either against us or the teams that I've seen playing um, on TV and what have you. So I, I don't have any worries about it. I don't, I don't think that, I don't, I don't see that they're going to have enough to cause us too many problems. And I'm not being a, a big head, you know, being big headed about it or anything like that. I just feel that the way that we're playing, the level that we're playing at, at the moment, um, I, I would, I would pit us against anybody in this division, anybody at all. No question. Um, so I said it on the last podcast. I don't think there's a better team in this division than us. I genuinely don't. Assuming that we play to our potential. Yeah, yeah, made yeah. A, I've made a rod for me on back there, haven't I? You are. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've just I, all I've done there is just made myself look a complete idiot because you know when we come when we're three 0 down on Saturday <laughs> after ten minutes. You know what I mean? But now and I'm not too concerned about it. I'll be honest. Yeah, they've had a, the last last three games is a initial one was in the cup against Preston Will, but considered eleven goals in the last three games, five to Sunderland, two to Wick, two to Wigan, four to Preston. Um, if that's going to be a continuing trend, we can take advantage of that. If, if they're going to give us some chances, the chances are we're going to score a good few goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm just reading some stats actually on on uh, on Cheltenham now, and I know that. You know, they've had an absolutely horrendous um, couple of weeks or so, um, missing a few key players through injury. Will Boyle, uh, for example, hasn't played um, over the last couple of games or so. So, not sure whether he'll be coming back in, but he's been a big miss. Um, just looking at the stats, um, they are the side that has conceded um, the most uh, goals from set plays. Um, so for us, an absolute joy to be playing against at the moment, especially if we can continue the quality of the ball that was coming in from Tuesday. Um, also, without the ball, they are the team that pre pressed the second least in the um, in uh, League One as well. So 
they're going to give us time on the ball by the looks of it. I guess uh, the the key will be um, having the nous and the players to be able to unlock those doors. Um, so let's let's see what it brings. Mm. Yeah, we were touched on the last episode. Our away form is much better. Going back to the start of League One last time, it's much better away form. So hopefully we can continue that. Um, we only we only have one win ever away from home against Cheltenham, uh, which was back in 1999. Steve Thompson and somebody called Paul Warren got the two goals that day. Um, so it's it's not a happy hunting ground for us, Danny. But this is a new Rotherham compared to back to, compared to the you know, last time we played with 2012. I think something like that. This is a new Rotherham and a, this positive way we not, not only a mindset from the players, but the way we play is a positive way as well. Yeah, and. It's one of them records where it's just asking to be broken. You know, it was the same with um, with Bolton. Now we didn't. I don't think we'd beaten them since like 1990 or something, and then uh, beat them two 0 But with Cheltenham, it's it's one of them where uh, Cheltenham seems to be the team that we've missed. Like as we've been come down to League One, they've been in uh, in in League Two, and then we've only really played them in League Two. Um, so I might, I might be wrong with this, but this might be the highest position we've played them at in terms of where we both are in the league currently. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, in, in terms of like overall English uh, ranking. Um, but yeah, like like you've said, it's a very slippery slope playing team that's just had a tonking against uh, the likes of Sunderland. Because even in the Premier League, when they've had uh, a tonking against Man City, the same team doesn't get tonked again the next game against a different opponent because they've sort of sat down, uh, shook themselves off and gone, how do we improve on that? So, so I don't think we're going to absolutely batter him, but like you've said, our away form ever so slightly uh, eclipses our home form. Um, and it's one of them games where if you watch how they've played against Sunderland, their defence is very um, standoffish. Mm. Um, so it, it, it could prove fruitful for us going there, but at the same time, they like to sit, sit off the ball, so that might give us a little bit too much time on the ball. And it could potentially be a fleet wood just with like less goals conceded, potentially. Um, or hopefully, really. Um <laughs> but yeah, it will be um it'll be a game where it won't just be Rotherham's gonna win, end of discussion. I think Cheltenham will offer something that we're not expecting. Um which is why I'm not gonna put my hat on it and say this is what they're gonna offer, because some I'm telling you, something will happen in that game. And it will catch us out. Mm. Whether it's a chance that they miss or a chance that they score, something will happen that will go and we'll go, didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, so that's why I'm looking forward to being at the pub for quarter to nine um, to get on the yeah. bus for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Safe Trip is going down to the Johnny Rocks Stadium, as it's now called, or Wadden Road to anybody else that's not interested in sponsorship names uh, that take over the entire name. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, Mick. It's League One. Every game's a tough game. Mm. Um, what what would you start with? Let's start, we'll talk about us again. Starting eleven, uh, Jimmy Lindsay's always going to miss out. Um, who are you bringing? Yeah, I assume you're bringing. But if Ben Wiles' dead leg's gone completely, you're swapping it for Ben Wiles and keeping the same eleven. The question yeah. uh, At the moment, I mean, obviously Wes Harding's back, um, and Wes Harding is not um, not been called up by Jamaica as he for these uh, local no, no. qualifiers. So, um, but. He's missed the game and Nicky hasn't. So, you know, for me, whilst whilst he was shaky at times the other night, uh, Ekwe, he's an experienced class defender, you know. Uh, so, 
Wes has got to fight for his place back now. He's got to wait and, and, and take, get his chance for me. Uh, so Ben Ben Wiles comes back, assuming injury free. If not, it's a Duffin. Uh, but the rest, same for me. Yeah. Um, I see Ethan's back with us. I Ray thinks Bastille's unreal, as we've already mentioned. And John C thinks, Danny it, Rotherham will win. I'm not saying we'll lose. I'm saying something will happen that will catch us out. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what do you think about Shane Ferguson? Will because he has he has a fitness issue with this recurring foot injury, and to play full ninety minutes on Tuesday and full minutes on Saturday, that might be an area where we look to freshen up uh, potentially. Or wait international break, can we just chuck him in for ninety minutes and let be an old Islands problem? I mean, it's a good question for me. Um, if uh, Cheltenham are going to be a side that are going to sit off uh, where we're going to have possession where we're going to need to unlock a door Shane Ferguson has to be inside because of his ability uh, with the ball uh, to, to to get crosses in to cause problems from that aspect and I guess you know it could be a case of maybe giving him 60 minutes and hopefully you know we've we've got a decent lead by that point we can fetch Talaji on who can sail the ship home. Um, but yeah, for me, he's one of our best creative outlets. So um, he, he would be one of the first team, first players on my team sheet at the moment. Yeah, I agree. If, if, if he can play, if he's fit enough for an hour or so, I, I would definitely sign him. I agree. Danny, any changes for you other than the obvious? Um, no, other than the obvious, I'd say um, White, like, like Mick says, Wiles in for. Lindsay, if his dead leg's gone, um, and I'd go a similar route to the way we went on Tuesday. Like if um, if a certain players blow in, like Ferguson, if his injuries playing up or or Grig or whatever, just bring on the light for light replacement. I don't think there's any need to completely change tactics unless something dreadful has happened, which I can't see happening. You know, like Fleetwood sort of dreadful. Um, yeah, I'd say keep it the same as much as you can because why would you change a winning formula? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's quite a big game because of the international break, but then you look at the run of fixtures after the international break. We are going to wrap up because we've gone over an hour, but this month we've got Cheltenham, we've then got Portsmouth at home, Wickham at home, MK Dons away and Sunderland at home. And probably maybe Cheltenham to reschedule sometime within that month as well. Um, it could be a massive month. We come out of that with a good, good haul of points. We're going to be in a fantastic position, but then we could also come out with not many points. Um, so, yeah, let's wait and see. Any, any more for any more? Any, any, any chats or points we want to make? If we beat, if we beat Cheltenham, we go five unbeaten. Good, good, good start of a good run. Yeah, just and it's, a, and it's the sort of run you want before facing all those teams at the end of the month as well. Just very, very quickly on on Harding. I know we're we're running over significantly, but. Um, I think one of the reasons that he's possibly not had the start that he wanted to to the season is because he's played so many games at the end of last season, then gone away and, and had mm. all the, the games that he played for Jamaica. And the poor lad has just been playing football for so long that, you know, the mental fatigue uh, sort of mm. jumps in. So if I'm honest, I'm quite glad that he's not being called up just to give him yeah. a little bit of headspace to to you know, do what he needs to do, um, chill out a little bit, and I think we might see a different player after international break. But I guess that's yeah. a different conversation to have for down the line. Yeah, yeah. So because we got goals to bear around Wes Harding, he was a championship player and we weren't playing for six months. So he had he, he only had a month between seasons last year, whereas we, we all had six months. So like I said, not much rest. 
Um, yeah, thank you all for watching on YouTube. If you listen, uh, please subscribe and give us a thumbs up if you can. If you don't watch on iTunes, make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating because we do really appreciate that. Uh, we shall be back on Sunday night. We're back, on, we're back live on YouTube and back on Monday morning for the podcast where we'll be looking back at Cheltenham and we'll have a small preview of the Pizza Trophy on Tuesday um, because it's on. That's, that's, that's it, really. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Will. It's been a pleasure to have you with us again, mate. No problem. Thanks for having me. And always, as always, check out the Volley View. The, 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 the preview will be up on Friday evening sometime. Is that right, mate? Yeah. Real. So keep an eye on follow the follow active Volley View on Twitter if you aren't already. Uh, Danny, always a pleasure. Safe travels on Saturday and keep an eye out for Danny's match day vlog out early next week. Yep. <clears throat> that should be out um, relatively well. Hopefully, hopefully, it'll be out relatively early. Um, yeah, always a pleasure to rant on about football for just over an hour. Exactly. That's what we're here for. And Mick, Always a pleasure. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time.